In today's show, Kyrie Irving has been traded to Dallas. We'll talk about the deal. We'll talk about what it means for fantasy basketball, real-life implications, and for Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com. The promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Told ya. Told ya. Every time the trade deadline comes, three to four days before the trade deadline, there is a trade involving a big name player. Every single year it seems to happen. Last season, Halliburton Sabonis. In past years, Tobias Harris. Is that a big name? I don't know. It's big enough. This one was huge. It's Kyrie Irving. He has been traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. Hey, we've still got a trade deadline show Thursday, February the 9th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. There are still going to be deals. I guarantee you there are still going to be deals on that day. This is the pattern of how things go in the NBA. This happens, then other stuff follows on. So we've got a trade. And I know you all want to hear what does this mean for fantasy. Well, there's a lot of complicating factors with this one as well, because especially in Brooklyn, there's a big guy. I don't know if you've heard of him, Kevin Durant, who's not there. And A, he's injured. B, now there's reports from Chris Haynes that the Suns are now re-pursuing Kevin Durant. Like the presence or absence of Durant and then other associated trades the Nets make, make this an extraordinarily fluid situation. So let's talk about the deal. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. So Dallas, Dallas is one of the teams we talked about when we, um, Broke down the Kyrie Irving trade the other day and talked about the guys that would return in a deal and that player that would be said would return in a deal would be Spencer Dinwiddie. And that's exactly what happened. So the Dallas Mavericks and Brooklyn Nets consummated deal. Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, a 2029 first round pick and two second round picks go to Brooklyn in exchange for Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. We can forget the Markeith Morris part, although he's better than JaVale McGee, so he might get some minutes. So we can talk about this. Is this a win or is it a loss? I think the fact that you can debate both sides means that, okay, I get it. Like, I wouldn't want to be in the business of trading for Kyrie Irving, not having an agreement in place, seeing what happens, and then signing him to his next deal. I wouldn't feel particularly confident considering the three teams he's played for now have three fan bases that hate him, and he has bailed on all three of those teams. So I wouldn't feel particularly confident with that in addition to the in-season stuff that seems to always plague Kyrie. I I wouldn't be confident with that. Um, But... Is it giving up a huge amount? Like, is Spencer Dinwiddie great? I don't know. But the problem you have, Spencer Dinwiddie's good. The problem you have here at Dallas is if it doesn't work out, eh, then Luca's done. Like, he, Luca's not hanging around for nothing. Like, he's going to be just like, get me out of here. Or, you know, do a bunch of stuff to uh, completely hamstring. Like, it's not going to work out well. That's, that's the risk you run. And that's probably why I wouldn't have taken that risk as Dallas. As for Brooklyn... Do they get a huge return back in terms of draft picks? Not really. But this sort of return, which doesn't include three picks and three swaps or anything like that, getting players who you could argue, you probably wouldn't be successful, but you could argue that getting back two starting caliber players 
probably helps you more than having Kyrie there, especially with a healthy Kevin Durant. You probably don't want to argue that because Kyrie is clearly the better player out of that group. But that's two very good starting caliber players. Very good starting caliber players that come back. And that keeps, if you are consistent or considering keeping Durant, which I think they should and will, um, that keeps your team rolling. Whether they'll be better or not, I, I don't know. But I don't think there'll be that much of a drop-off. It obviously takes their absolute upper ceiling away, not having Kyrie there. But it's not a gigantic downgrade. It's not gigantic. So that's how everything works out. Now, I guess the, the thing that, again, complicates all this is Durant's injury. Because, yeah, he's him being out, and he's probably coming back in a week or so. Yeah, it changes the dynamic of this team. And what we saw yesterday for the Nets, Edmund Sumner, career-high 29 points. Cam Thomas, career-high 44 points. Everyone would have gone and added Cam Thomas yesterday. And now I look at this team and go, I don't know about that. Like, what does it, what does, where does Cam Thomas fit now? And we'll talk a little bit about Cam Thomas. Oh, actually, we'll do it now. Because yesterday, Cam Thomas went crazy. And I was all ready to do my waiver wire show and talk about Cam Thomas and talk about, hey, there is a little bit of fool's gold nature to this because he had 45% usage, 82% true shooting, and it required no Kyrie, no Simmons, no TJ Warren, no Durant, 19 minutes of Seth Curry and 17 minutes of Joe Harris for him to get there. And still, he didn't start. Right? There are a lot of things that happened for Cam Thomas to get to that number yesterday and even you know, similar amount of things for Edmund Sumner to get there. So while it can be a um, it can be an ad... Well, not add, or you, you can add him. They've got a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back, and you know, Finney Smith and Dinwiddie might not be available for either of those games. But I'm always going to be cautious of holding on to waiver ads at the beginning of Week 17 for a situation where if I added Cam Thomas for that Monday, Tuesday, again, let's realistically look at this roster. Does he even play every night? Uh, that, that's a legitimate question you've got to answer. Let's go now. Let's take this across. Um, actually, we'll get, we'll get there in a second. We'll, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about this from the Brooklyn side in a sec. Today's episode, though, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, but not, as you know, Prize Picks is daily fantasy, but without the salary cap, without the thousands of people you're going up against. It's just individual player lines, and you just choose more or less. Kyrie Irving, 25 and a half points for his next particular game. Say he goes for more. Luka Doncic, whenever he returns, Josh Green, six and a half rebounds. Does he go more or less? Let's say less. And you put two to six of those in a lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. It's super easy. You do it in under 60 seconds, super safe as well. And it's available in over 30 US states and in most of Canada. You can do it also for other sports. You can do it for the Super Bowl. You can do it for the NHL, Major League Baseball starting up, WNBA starting up, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, cricket, golf, NASCAR, boxing, MMA. It is all there, including disc golf. So download the PriceBix app or go to pricebix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget, enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Okay. Let's go to the Brooklyn Nets. All right. And I put this up here saying the starting five options. One of these six players will not be a starter for the Brooklyn Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie, pencil him in. Right, He's going to start. Spencer Dinwiddie is going to start, yeah? Um, Nick Claxton... He is going to start. Kevin Durant, he is going to start. There's three starters. So then between, and I have, this place I haven't even included here. So between Ben Simmons, Royce O'Neal, and Dorian Finney-Smith, one of those guys is coming off the bench. Now, we'll have Dinwiddie at point guard, Claxton at center, Durant anywhere between the three and the four. So really, we need a two. And the problem is, is Dorian Finney-Smith isn't a two. Royce O'Neal 
isn't a two either. And Ben Simmons is a one. I guess you could play Simmons at the one and Dinwiddie at the two. So someone is missing out here. Someone is missing out. And again, when we go, because I know the, the big name is always going to be Cam Thomas based on what happened yesterday. And we go back to it. They lost one player and gained two. 37 minutes gone, probably 70 minutes coming in. Where do the minutes, again, maybe there's trades. Maybe Harris is traded or Curry is traded or Royce is traded or Finney Smith is on doubt or they just really want to turn things over to Cam Thomas. This sort of situation would suggest they don't. But this is, again, there's 240 minutes available every day on an NBA team. And these six are the top six players. I don't, I don't really think that's debatable. They're the top six players on this squad. And you probably run a nine to 10 man rotation most nights. So you've got four other guys that are going to play every night. This list does not include Joe Harris. It does not include Seth Curry. It does not include uh, TJ Warren. It does not include Yuta Watanabe. It does not include Edmund Sumner. It does not include Cam Thomas. Okay, so that is a lot of names. So out of those names, Harris, Curry, Watanabe, Thomas, Warren, Sumner, two to three of those guys aren't going to play every night. The guy they went to to replace Kyrie was always Sumner. It wasn't Thomas. Curry and Harris, they'll probably only play 20 minutes a night. They're clear drops, by the way. Um, but there's no path here, I don't think. I know people say, well, Kyrie's gone, so Thomas will get more minutes. Because Dinwiddie won't play as much. Yes, but Simmons is going to play, I'm guessing. Durant is going to return. Seth Curry will, will be there. Harris will be there. Warren will play. Finney Smith's 30 minutes come in. It's very hard for me to see Cam Thomas, who can be quite an empty scorer and who needs everything with the ball in his hands, i.e. no KD, no Kyrie, um, to maintain that value. Now, for Monday, Tuesday, they're going to back-to-back. If you've got Thomas, no worries, because I don't think these guys are playing. Durant's not playing. Simmons might be out. Everyone might be out again, and you get a big run of Cam Thomas games. But when we're trying to look at it look moving forward, I don't see a realistic path for Cam Thomas being a 25-minute-a-night player. I don't even know if he can be an every-night rotation player. I'm not convinced of that. He needs to be in ahead of Harris, Curry, Warren, Watanabe, Sumner. It's very hard to see. Curry, Harris, Watanabe, Warren, Sumner, Thomas. Six guys outside of this top six here, and two of those 12 players will not play every night, maybe three. So unless there's other deals coming, I find it really... And this is, again, when we talked about the Kyrie Irving trade the other day, saying about like adding guys, like if Kyrie is traded, people are coming back. People are coming back. It's not as simple as, well, Kyrie is gone. Who steps up? Who's getting unleashed? It just, it, it doesn't, it's not as simple as that. And it's very hard to know. We, I literally said, if he goes to Dallas, Dinwiddie comes back and takes Kyrie's role. And then it's just status quo. We have seen what happens with Kyrie in the lineup and you just put Dinwiddie in there who is not the same player, but will play the same minutes and same role. So nothing changes there. The Thomas availability is dependent on the status of Simmons and Curry and Warren and Durant and all those guys that are injured who are eventually going to come back. Who do you think is going to be the one out of that starting five to sit? You could say it's probably Simmons and I I can see that, but... Do I really want to run a lineup that's Dinwiddie and then O'Neal and Finney-Smith at the two and the three? It's pretty good defense, sure. But Simmons is also a pretty good defender. You've only really got one ball handler there in Dinwiddie. Is Durant really a ball handler? Not really. Like, he's not that sort of a guy. So I, I, don't, I don't know. They'll probably have to take Simmons away from a lot of those backup center minutes. 
I think that there's a chance that it's Royce O'Neal that comes off the bench, but maybe it's Finney Smith. It's weird. I, I can't look at that clearly and tell you out of those six guys who is going to come off the bench regularly. What I do know is that Joe Harris and Seth Curry are just not going to start. I don't think. Because if they start, that means two of these people come off the bench. And that's really hard to find. But again, O'Neal's not a reliable shooter. Finney Smith's not a reliable shooter. Simmons is the opposite of that. Claxton can't shoot. And Dinwiddie's an okay shooter. So maybe they do need that reliability of shooting. So that's probably like eight regular rotation guys and they're throwing Harris and Curry into this mix. Again, making it hard for Sumner and Watanabe and Warren and Thomas to have regular value. Very, very difficult. But I always encourage you guys, explore it yourself. Look at the Nets roster, 240 minutes you've got. Plan it out. They'll run nine to 10 guys most nights. Plan it out and then figure out, ah, oh, maybe this works, maybe this doesn't work. We're going to have the same issue in Dallas as well. We'll get to a second. And the big complicating factor is Durant. Because A, he could get traded. That's possible. Again, if he gets traded, they if he gets traded, it's different though because they won't be they won't be like, wow, we're still going to compete. I don't think they will anyway. Maybe they do. I don't know. They'll be like, okay, cool. Let's get some more prospects in and then things change and then Curry goes and Harris, whatever. A lot of stuff can happen. They are still massively in flux. So what I say today for this Brooklyn roster does not necessarily fit in a week's time. So much would change. We have to be flexible. But when we look at how things currently look, you know, the value of Thomas, the value of Curry, the value of Harris, it all takes a hit. Like someone did Dorian Finney Smith's value increase? I don't maybe barely, maybe? It's definitely in the short term, yeah, without KD, like it increased. And he should be on a roster. But you shouldn't have Seth on a roster or TJ Warren or Joe Harris. Does Dinwiddie's value increase? I think probably a little bit. But it's not enough to make you go, well, I've got to go trade for him or add him off the wire because he's not there. Does Royce O'Neal's drop a little bit? It probably does. It probably does. Two players in, one player out. O'Neal's value probably drops. And he he and Finney Smith probably end up being fringe 12-team league guys that can be dropped and can be held. They'll sort of be all over the place is how I view it. And obviously, we don't need to worry. I don't think about Curry or Harris at all or TJ Warren. So that's that's the, uh, the, the, yeah, the issues there in Brooklyn. So while it is a big trade, like I don't know how much changes on the Brooklyn side of things. I don't, you know, is Finney Smith a must-add? Yeah, maybe. He's okay. Do we drop anyone in particular? Maybe. But the complicating factor is if you've got these guys, if you have Thomas, you hold him through the Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back because there could be five guys out. And then once we get a week into it, they're not there anymore. Or they're back and his value is done. He's playing, honestly, literally zero minutes is a possibility. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilpa. You're looking for a protein bar? We all do. We love protein, right? But we love treats as well. And sometimes finding those two things together is really tough, but not anymore because Bilt Bar's here. Covered in 100% real chocolate, Bilt Bar tastes like the best tasting protein bar ever because it is. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's low in calories, it's low in sugar, and it's high in protein, like up to 17 grams of protein in a bar. And in the past, I've told you, just go to Bilt.com. Place your order, get your boxes, get them delivered to your door. You love it. But now, if you're just browsing the aisles at Walmart on a lazy Saturday afternoon, you're down to the pharmacy department, and then you go in there and you go, oh, man, I could really do with a delicious treat that's low in calories. And heaven, it, it provides a bounty on the shelf. There it is. Bilpa, four bar boxes, coconut puffs, cookies and cream, double chocolate, 
Or if you're in a Sam's Club, different. 13 bar boxes in the churro flavor and the brownie batter flavor. So you can go to built.com and you can make, place your order. You can go to Walmart directly in there and buy it. And you can also go to Sam's Club to get yourself your built bars. Built bar is built different. Let's go to the Dallas Mavericks. And they are in a similar situation, except it's different here because they lost two starters. Dinwiddie gone. Finney Smith gone. And I still don't know what they're going to do. The complicating factor there is Luka Doncic is currently injured. Now, he's not going to be out too long, but he's currently injured. So he'll be back, and we've, we, we know what Luka is. All right, so let's pencil in. We know that there's going to be Doncic and Irving starting. All right, that, they're going to start. Christian Wood's going to come back as well. So they lose Dorian Finney-Smith and their shooting guard. Uh, Irving for Dinwiddie, one-for-one one replacement. But who replaces Finney-Smith? They've been, they've been going with Dinwiddie, Doncic, Hardaway, Finney-Smith. The guy that often replaces... Um, Finney Smith has been Reggie Bullock. The guy that's been replacing Luka Doncic is Josh Green. But what they can also do, and what they have also done in the past, because Reggie Bullock's not a full-time power forward, they could just start Christian Wood there and start Dwight Powell at center. So I've got seven names for them as their potential starting five. Doncic, Irving, absolutely. They're going to start. I'm pretty sure Wood will start, and I'm pretty sure Hardaway will start. And that leaves Bullock, Powell, and Josh Green. So while we can look at this and go, two players gone, Josh Green's going to get every opportunity, every minute in the world. I'm not so sure. Like, I do think he is going to increase minutes, Josh Green. But is he going to start ahead of Hardaway? Bullock, Wood, Powell. We've got two guys locked in. I would say Hardaway is probably locked in. But you know what? Hardaway might not be with Kyrie there. Maybe they do go with Josh Green. I have given Josh Green a significant boost in minutes rest of season. Don't... Get me wrong with that. Like to 30 minutes a night plus. I've given Bullock a boost in minutes. I've given Powell a boost in minutes. I actually think the most likely scenario is Doncic, Irving, Hardaway, Wood, Powell. With Green and Bullock getting 30 minutes off the bench. That's your top seven. That's really clearly your top seven. I think they're in Dallas. I don't think there's any real debate about that. So I've given a boost to Josh Green in his minutes. Um, I think... Look, in, definitely in 14-team leagues, I'm I'm all for trying Josh Green out. He's not going to be a big usage player, though. He just isn't. He can be a steals guy. He's been shooting the ball well, but he's not going to be this big usage guy. But I, I think there's going to be more minutes for Bullock. I don't actually care. I think there's more minutes for Dwight Powell. I don't actually care there. And Tim Hardaway really struggles when Doncic is playing, let alone when Doncic and Irving are playing. I wouldn't bother with him. The only guy I'd consider, really, is I, I would consider Josh Green as an ad. But that's more for 14 or deep 12. I think this hurts Christian Wood. He's going to lose some usage and he might even lose a minute or two. He's going to be third offensive option now as opposed to second, a clear second. He is going to lose value. I, I Again, I find that really quite hard to debate. Is he going to be a droppable player? I don't think so. But could he easily tumble outside the top 50, top 70? Sure. I think his role in terms of starting is relatively secure. But the usage role of Wood, um, it's it's going to have to be smaller. I, I see no real way around that. It's just going to have to be smaller. But they've got, again, a lot of questions. Who is the starting five? I think it's Doncic, Irving, Hardaway, Wood, Pal is my guess. But we won't know because Doncic is out and Wood is out. So what they roll out the next day or two, and Kyrie won't be there, will be vastly different to what we see in a week's time. 
So, yes, Josh Green for the short term, there could be real value there with no Doncic, no Dinwiddie, no Finney Smith. Green is going to be excellent in the short term. But again, be careful of wasting a waiver move for week 17 when down the track, I'm not sure if he's going to be any better than Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney Smith as the 140th, 150th best player in fantasy. I'm not sure he gets better than that. And is that really worth an add in week 17 when we're trying to preserve them? Is that the big winner that you want from the deadline? I don't think so. Even though his initial value for the week will be much higher with the absence of a bunch of players. We've also, remember, got to welcome uh, Muxy Kleber back. Not Davis Batons, Muxy Kleber, who honestly would be a perfect starter next to Christian Wood. And I would start him over Dwight Powell very easily. But will they? I don't know. There's a lot still happening here as well. So while we've got a big trade and while we've got lots of names moving, I, I, there's still a million question marks with it because of the injuries to Durant, Doncic, Wood, and then the uncertainty with both of those arms. It is not clear-cut to me at all. So what do you think? What do you think Dallas is going to run? Are you, who are you adding? Are you less skeptical on Cam Thomas than me? Are you more bullish on Josh Green than I am? How do you view it? Let me know down in the comments below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you. Well, actually, I'm discombobulated myself because this wasn't part of my schedule to do this. I was just getting ready to do a wave wire show. Um, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>